And we're back, covered and summarising, Daniel McGinn's psyched up. We're now on to the six key principle from the book. Competition and rivalry improve performance. Do you remember the first time you felt it? Perhaps it was during a game of Monopoly. Or maybe during your first game of Tag. Whenever it was, you've probably experienced it. The thrill of competition. Even if it was more of a low-level wish to win. You've definitely felt the invigorating determination that competition gives rise to. But is this a good thing? Well, in performative terms, yes it is. Head-to-head competition improves performance. Way back in the 1890s, an Indiana University graduate student named Norman Triplett carried out a few experiments that are as relevant today as they were then. He looked at a series of bicycle races from 1897 in which some 2,000 cyclists had competed, and analysed the results. There were three types of races. Firstly, unpaced, where cyclists competed against the clock. Secondly, paced, where they were held by a teammate that set a particular pace. Racing, where they competed directly against other cyclists. His analysis showed that paced cyclists rode on average 34.4 seconds per mile, faster than unpaced cyclists, although those competing directly against other cyclists average five seconds faster yet again, competing against a rival, that is, against someone you know as opposed to a complete stranger, can be even more motivating. While still a child, Gavin Kilduff, an associate professor of management at New York University, noted that competing against strangers didn't motivate him as much as competing against a known rival. His research shows that when playing against rivals, NCAA basketball teams played better defence and blocked more shots. Similar to long-distance runners tended to run faster when pitted against their rivals. But rivalry extends beyond sport. It can provide extra motivation in the business world too. In 2002, a man named John Laguerre took over as CEO of T-Mobile. At the time, the company wasn't doing very well. Of the four big US wireless carriers, it was the tiniest, and a merger with AT&T had recently been blocked by the Federal Trade Commission. So, as you can guess, team spirit was not high. But Laguerre took this slump as an opportunity to engage in some unorthodox tactics. He started publicly bad-mouthing AT&T and Verizon. T-Mobile's main competitors, tweeting about their poor service and generally talking trash about them in order to induce rivalry. And guess what? It worked. Since then, T-Mobile's stock price has more than doubled, as has its number of subscribers. The lesson is that people always tend to root for the underdog. So please, root for me and subscribe to this channel.